This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Alberta Blue Cross understands that running a small business is tough, and they understand that business owners in Alberta are busy. Let Alberta Blue Cross give you peace of mind with a group benefit plan. They offer health, dental, life, and disability coverage for your employees. Alberta Blue Cross group benefit plans are easy to manage anywhere, anytime, and on any device, making it easy for you and your employees to access. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. That's ab.bluecross.ca. Enjoy the show. Hey, fellas, we ain't gonna ever back down from nobody. I don't care who it is. This is a brotherhood. And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us go down, we have another, and another, and another that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field and bang them, bang them, bang them. Somebody light me up. It's time to huddle up. Turf District Podcast. Huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. And we are a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and also a part of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Welcome in. I am Andrew, and uh, welcome to the show. And sorry for the uh, fun and games at the beginning. Uh, you know, if only we had a producer. Who could that be? Who could that be? Uh, yeah, one day, one day. Um, thank you for joining us, and uh, thanks for tuning in on YouTube. Uh, if you are joining us there, and if you've downloaded the pod to listen to it, thanks so much for doing that. Uh, make sure that you're sharing out that link so everybody can join in on the fun and the chats on Monday nights, but also to uh, get down to the podcast and have a listen to it. Get down. <laughs> now, now all of a sudden it became a disco show. Uh, you get to, can download the podcast, listen to the show, and be part of the conversations with us. Uh, we really appreciate you being with us tonight. Uh, before we get too far and introduce everybody, remember, add your questions in the chat right down there, and uh, we'll make sure that we will uh, answer those throughout the podcast and definitely into overtime. Uh, let's get the gang here uh, all flying after our first week of training camp and um, maybe a little less after the news just a short while ago. First, it's super fan Mike. <laughs> well done well getting positive done. yep yep we're yep, done with feel. the podcast yeah uh mike i'm gonna wait to ask you more questions until all three of us are together let's first good say... plan <laughs> let's bring in kayla if you there can't she say is. anything commissioner nice. kayla how are you uh well if you can't say anything nice i suggest okay. you say it right now because <laughs> we have a lot to say and it doesn't matter if it's nice or not <laughs> Oh, you don't say. Or not. <laughs> Weird. All right. Let's, uh, we, we all know we're here. Let's, let's get into the, the news at hand, shall we? Um, because um, that's the first thing that is coming across at this. We have some exciting things to talk about. So I, I definitely want people to um, uh, join in as, as we talk more about that. But the. Get the crap out of the way. 
Correct. Uh, first thing is uh, we got to talk about the CBA not being ratified by the CFLPA. Um, so by the players, I should say, because the PA did suggest that they go ahead with the the ratification. Uh, the players have decided that's not the case. So um, and, and kudos to Jerry for um, saying that, you know, at least we didn't have to wait for the day after the podcast. <laughs> it, was, mm-hmm. yes. it was but an hour and a half before the podcast. So now we can talk about it. Um, let's let's go back a little bit because last week we were talking there was no deal and then there was a tentative deal on thursday uh the tentative deal came across uh we were all very excited um it sounded i i don't know it sounded to me like a good deal you guys can tell me if i'm if i'm out to lunch or not but the well the deal that was well we know it didn't yeah i know but anyway we know uh, you're out to lunch but yeah <laughs> oh maybe just not on this okay yes. so seven year um deal with a player opt out at the five year mark which is the end of the TSN contract so that right. was uh that uh, you know to see where things kind of land after that um the contract was going to expire 30 days before training camp which would be great uh to have that so that we're not all in the last minute pressure cooker kind of maybe i mean it that could go either or way or they just extends it they have a strike for 30 days who knows yeah that's true yeah, it's a t- totally possible. Uh, they did increase to 12 padded practices in a year uh, and increase the medical insurance from three to five years, um, which yeah. is good for those players. Uh, the revenue sharing was up from 25 to 30% in the final five years of the deal. And that included all sources, including the Grey Cup, which it had not been included yeah. before. So that that's a big deal and because we know the Grey Cup makes quite a bit. Um, And a third party auditor was actually going to assess where that landed and where things were going to go. They were going to have some partially guaranteed contracts for veteran players, um, more looking in the third part uh, or part of the third year of a a three year deal. Um, The ratio and I know this is where we're going to get stuck, but uh, ratio increases to eight from seven. But one of those spots can be a naturalized American, uh, which is three years with the same team or five in the league. And then so far, three, so good. Yeah. And then three additional Americans can be rotated for Canadians for up to 49% of snaps. We have no clue how they were going to track that. <laughs> I, I don't know how they would track that, especially not in a game for sure. Um, and that, my friends, is the sticking point, or what it seems to be is the sticking point on this not being ratified. So, right. Superfan, let's start with you. What are your thoughts on the tentative deal and now it not being ratified by the players? Uh, so I thought the deal was quite good for the players. It's probably one of the best d- deals that the PA has gotten from the the teams themselves from the league, uh, at least ever that, that I've ever seen. Um Getting that revenue sharing up five percent. They're talking about uh, the salary cap going up a hundred thousand dollars a year as well. I mean, when you start breaking that down over forty some odd players, it's not a huge amount, or more than that. It's just the active roster. Um, it's not a huge amount per player, but the minimum salary was going up too, so that right. might 
eat it eat all up, up some of that. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. but it's still, I thought it was quite a good contract. All the players that I heard from, either on Twitter or talked to uh, former players, thought it was quite a good deal. Um, in speaking with one former player, he thought that there would be a problem with the, uh, as you mentioned, the additional Americans that can be rotated in. Uh, this is the designated imports, basically, that would be rotated in for the Canadians at any point. Uh, his point was that coaches famously are going to take advantage of that every chance they can. You're hurt, you're on the bench, boom, you know, second snap of the game when they've got Americans in there. So their ratio is now, at this point, four Canadians. Um, you know, again, 49% of the snaps, you do it for certain games, you don't necessarily do it for others, right? Right. Um, so, yeah, he thought there might be a sticking point, and I spoke with him again tonight after I sent him the news, and he said, yeah, exactly what I kind of figured was going to happen. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think that we have a lot of Canadians have been running the PA forever. Uh, or sorry, Canadians, sorry, have been running the, the PA forever, even though the board is made up with a lot of Americans. Um, Solomon Al-Mimin, of course, uh, probably the most high profile, and he's an American, etc. Um, but he says that the biggest problem is the divide in the locker room has sort of spilled out, and it's going to become a, a U.S. versus Canada kind of thing. And he says it's going to be a bumpy ride. Right. Yeah. And now we don't know what we don't know who voted what. Nope. Um, I mean, we we can't we can't make the full assumption that that's everything about it. Obviously, there could be other parts, but. Yeah, there's a there's a talking about a, a ratification bonus as well oh, that wasn't being paid, and that's never really come out. The other thing people need to remember is not everyone is allowed to vote. Um, only people that have played at least one regular season game, I believe, uh, can vote. So that means there could be far more Canadians than Americans if a lot of Americans are rookies uh, that are right. making the team. Right. So we will see. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Yeah, that ratification bonus, you know, we had never heard of that before. What, what, so is, what is that exactly? I wish I could tell you. Well, <laughs> Mike, did you hear okay. the concept <laughs> is that once the players ratified the contract, they would get paid. And then we were told it wasn't coming, so they're like not ratifying the contract. I'm not sure if that's part of it or not. This is uh, Dave Naylor had been reporting that, um, but he's not sure, or maybe it was Farhan Lalji, one of the two. Uh, one said that's what one of the sticking points was, and the other said, I've never heard of this until now. So, Sorry, but, is that yeah. just for the players that are in the association? I would believe so. Just okay. the ones you can vote. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly, yeah. Exactly. Um, all right, Commissioner, I know you have some thoughts in here, so I'll uh, take take it away. Well, I don't have any opinions exactly on the contract and stuff like that because I, I'm not fully aware and I don't have the knowledge. So my opinion is just coming from a fan who wants to watch football. 100%. And it's more of a, on the concern side of now, okay, I assumed that once the CFL had posted that we have football or whatever they said like the tentative deal and then they put out another tweet that was basically we have football i was under the assumption that tentative deal was now done and we were moving on so now to see this i am i hate to use this but i'm shook <laughs> i just don't I, I i thought it was a done deal kind of thing so that's naive now nah, um i'm just being naive on that point because i i thought it was settled but my now it comes to, okay, reading 
all these different tweets and stuff and then hearing like the Canadian versus the American side of things. How much now is that going to drop off with the entry of the XFL coming in? These players, especially Americans, they want film because most of them, I would assume, would want to try to at least get into the NFL, right? You think? So if they're not going to get paid, they're up here, they're spending their money getting here. Now training camp might be put on hold. There might be another looming strike. Why, if I was an American player, why would I want to stay if there possibly could be a potential of me trying out for the XFL? Or, yeah, the USFL. Or that, right? Like, there's different leagues, and I am not against Canadian players whatsoever. I'm not against the Canadian league, but there has to come a point where there's a compromise because now this this second opportunity is not going to have as much of the fan base on the player side as I think they're expecting them to have. So I, I I'm I'm a, I'm upset obviously like everyone is but at, I just I don't understand like because we can't see everything there's not a whole bunch of transparency transparency for the fans to see. I just want football. So what Tell us what exactly you're asking for. Maybe I'm not seeing it right. Or, you know, what? why is this compromise not good enough? Do you know what I mean? Like, both, you can't have everything. I'm sorry, you just can't. So you have to figure out the compromises. And now, if there's going to be a huge discrepancy in the locker room, we're just going to have beep football. Well, and, and that's possible. I, I just... I think the thing that I'm having a hard time swallowing at this particular moment is the whole idea of the union and the player rep said, this is a good deal. Like, yeah. And, and there is a balance of American and Canadians on that. It's not just, you know, it's not just Americans and it's not just Canadians. It's, it, it's, you know, they've, they've really worked to try and include everybody in this. Right. And then, and, not so much. Now, I mean, that's that's the way the union works. They have to go back to the league now and say, okay, uh, you know, the CFLPA has to listen to their membership mm-hmm. and say, okay, what is it that was the sticking point? Yeah. And we, we're going based on some of the things that we've heard. Exactly. We can't confirm any of those. So um, they're going to go and, and, and take it back to or their their membership has to come to the PA and say this is what the sticking point was, and then see if they can fix that. Now, uh, in four I, I days, <laughs> my, in four days, my, uh, I, I must say I'm a little worried about the the first set of preseason games. Well, like I, let's not forget too that just because the teams decide not to strike, the player the owners can still lock up players. So they're like, listen, if we're not going to get this deal. We're right. scrapping everything, all the money we put forward and everything else, and we're going to go back to, like, if the ratio, let's just assume that that's the ratio issue, then we'll give you that, but we're taking this back. Oof. Right. Yeah. Right? And then exactly. it starts over. And then all of a sudden, they're like, well, we're not signing the contract. And they're like, well, if you're not giving the contract, we're not going to assume any liabilities. So we're locking out the players, right? So mm, right. that's, that's, I feel like there's, this is a tightrope now. It is 100%. Yeah. So we will see. I'm feeling less confident yeah. now that you've brought up all this other stuff. I need some <laughs> gin. We definitely. Well, let's let let's say this. Um, if they if they can find a way to figure it out and either 
find the way to uh, appease those people who voted against it um, and or get back to the league and find a, a common ground. Maybe it is just one little thing that they can sort out Hopefully, yeah. quickly. Right. I, I don't, do I don't know? know for sure, but I do. I felt, and I'm, I'm not a player. I'm not, you're not, I'm, I'm not somebody who's no, shockingly <laughs> not weird. a player. I thought no, you were 10. I'm not, not one of those either. I What's thought you were wearing number 10 down there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like looking in a mirror, as Linda would say, mm-hmm. with me and that guy. Yeah. Um, same name. That's as close as it comes. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, I agree with you, Mike. This is one of the best deals that I've seen come across in the number of years that we have been fans. Um, and I was so excited about seven years we don't have to worry about this this type of con- this conflict this constant talk about this um you know 30 days before i thought yes it could strike longer but at least it it's not like you know you, you know what's coming before everything gets started right um you know increased revenue sharing it like i, I and guaranteed like some bits of guaranteed contracts we've never seen right. that in the cfl and i thought man this is this is a good deal like i but um, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens in the next short while. Um, it's uh, it's frustrating as fans for sure because right. we're and again we're not on the field. We're not the ones getting paid. But you know, guys. No, but the the yeah the league the league does need its fans, right? Like it's yeah, true. We're all Hashtag we're team all play this, football. Yeah, we're all Let's in this go. together kind of thing. I mean, our health and safety isn't at risk, but there are sides to everything and it's not like it's just CFL and CFLPA. You can't function without people putting their money into it. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Uh, any other thoughts on that, Mike, before we get onto something that's much more positive? Uh, let's yeah, get on to something positive because we can just go down a rabbit hole. People are, of course are talking in the chat. Uh, we'll be getting to that in a bit. Yeah, we'll get that. We'll get there right away. All right, let's go to topic number two. Topic number two tonight is training camp yes this week how exciting got new oh jerseys goodness. to talk about we got training camp we got lots oh that's coming yeah i, I got the new jersey i know there. don't you worry i don't talk about it um let's talk about training camp yeah. um i started with mike last time kayla let me start with you uh you got out there on uh saturday you were out there today with us um, saturday yeah i know <laughs> we'll talk about that after. this is gonna be positive we're gonna be positive all right, right sorry now. sorry um so tell us, uh, tell us your standouts. Tell us what you thought. What are your, what are your thoughts on, on training camp from this week? Well, I don't think that my, my standouts have changed since I started. I mean, I just, I was really focusing on Trey Ford and I, I love the way he plays. And like I told you, there's a bias because he's wearing two. So I just automatically, I'm like, yes. Um, but I, I love his technique. I love the way he throws that boy has got a set of wheels on him. Holy crap. He may be one of the fastest quarterbacks that I've ever seen. Um, but everything that his work ethic, even after today, like just watching him run drills and like then do laps and stuff and then came over and said hi to the kids. And it, it was just everything so far about that kid, which he is, is just like making my fondness grow for him. Like, his, yeah. His talent, and then he seems like just a genuine guy. Mm, he fits the two so well. 
Um, and then uh, Jalen Marshall and Danny Vandervoort are the two guys at, again, number five and uh, 83, in case um, anyone didn't know their numbers. But yes. those two, again, um, really, Danny is, is just lighting it up. He's very meticulous in his catches. I don't know if he dropped a ball today. Not that I saw. Um, well, a couple went way over his head, but well, <laughs> but anyone he had a chance on, he got. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think, yeah, those are the three that I really focused on today and that drew my attention. And yeah, I mean, it hasn't changed. It just kind of makes me feel good. Cause I'm like, those are the guys I was watching. That's good. That's good. Yes. And Danny Vandervoort's mom agrees with us that he's amazing. hundred percent. So that was, I love it. I love it when family members like retweet us or, or come Robinson. like, come, I know. Right. When they, when they come out and they're like, Oh, this is great. And, and, I, I love it. So um, if, you know, Ms. Vandervoort is listening, please continue to be part of the conversation. We love it. It's fantastic. And, um, and kudos to, sorry, kudos to all the players afterwards that stayed on the field and ran drills together. Oh, man, I love to see that. Like, if I was a coach, I'd be watching those specific players because to me, that just means that they're really trying to perfect their technique or learn or just be a better player and teammate in general. So... I got to figure out who they were, though, because some of them I did not know who they were. But props to you guys, because I would have been beaten hitting the lockers. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, super fan, you are. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, sorry. I just I happened to see one comment. Yes. Kayla. Um, Annika, I believe, said uh, she's forwarding this to Trey right now. So and we're all on board. So yep. uh, I uh, wait for a minute, Annika, because we're all going to talk glo- glowingly about him <laughs> in a moment. Yeah. 100%. Um, OK, go ahead. Super fan. Uh, a couple of people that sort of stood out to me. Uh, Gavin Cobb, I think, is been just solidly uh, improving. He's taking a lot of rep with the A group or the ones, whatever you want to call them, uh, and looking like a solid player. Didn't look like a rookie, didn't look out of place. Uh, I really liked seeing him. Uh, I tried to focus more on the D-line versus O-line a bit today. And uh, two people stood out. Mac Henry, I thought, had a really solid day today. And Thomas Costigan. Uh, I yep. watched him playing at the, mostly he was on the left side, uh, going up against uh, Colin Kelly. And uh, I think uh, while they both had their, their reps, I think uh, Costigan had the better of the two this day. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I would absolutely agree. And uh, Cobb as well. I mean, he made the catch of the week uh, yes. on Wednesday. A beautiful, beautiful catch at the end of the end zone, back of the end zone. It was wonderful. Shoot. Um, but I give him extra points today because after practice, um, guys are all walking off yep. and absolutely not prompted by anyone on the team, not prompted by anybody in the stands. Gavin Cobb saw there were four kids standing at the rail and he went out of his way to come over and give them all knuckles and say hello. And two other kids came down and he came back over and he went out and got two other players and brought them over. And I'm mm-hmm. like, now that guy is an Edmonton player. That's yeah. that, he, talented, yeah. but knows the community touch. And I, I, yeah. he scored so many points with me today for that. He was already uh, standing on my list yeah. because of how well he's played, but I just thought that was awesome. And, and, uh, and then, yeah, like you said, Kayla, Trey Ford came over as well and, 
he had and the line of the day for the kids because they kept talking about it afterwards is that he said he's going in an ice bath. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they do that? <laughs> but you know, so, it's great. he, he yeah. actually like came up into the sands and sat down with them and just had a conversation like it was normal. That's, yeah. yeah. The, the, I don't think that players honestly really realize the impact those little actions have. Honestly. They, I, I had it on all of us. I was going to say, and I, but you know, I was also going to say they probably had that happen to them when they were that not that I long mean, ago. For some that, probably, maybe, yeah. The line right out of my mouth. Yeah, like was yeah, like Trey Ford. It's like yeah, it wasn't really that long ago. I was that kid sitting there, right? True, so, true. Um, and yeah, uh, Thomas Jack Rodilla was another guy that not only came over but rounded up other players to come over and come into the stands and talk. Number sixty-four. Yeah. Um, just again, uh, Thomas was just raving about him uh, afterwards. So yeah, that was great. Is that O Oline? He's on yes. Yes. Yeah, number sixty-four. Um, oh yes, yes, yes. And we even had a, a you know a, a former alumnus in the stands with us as well today, which is that cool. was that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was uh, Tristan Jackson, right? Correct. Correct, yes. Well, it's been that kind of week. We had Brian Kelly earlier yep. in the week, and then we had Tristan Jackson. And yeah, it, it's it's been a really cool cool week for that. So um, that's awesome. Um, so I just want to make sure. So Kurt and who was your third one that you said? Uh, Jalen Marshall. Jalen Marshall. Okay. And Mike, you had... Uh, Cobb. Cobb. Uh, Mac Henry. Mac Henry, yep. And Thomas Costigan. Perfect. Okay. I just want to make sure I didn't double up on any of them. So uh, my top guy right now, um, DeQuelin, DeQuelin, DQ. DQ Thomas? Yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah, Silent Quella is just Dan. Probably just Dan. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Silent Silent Quella totally makes sense. Right. Um, DQ? Yeah, D, well, he's DQ on Twitter. <laughs> I can tell you that. Oh, oh okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Not Dairy Queen. We're like DQ. This, yeah. yeah. Um, but he uh, he has stood out enormously for me this week. Um, I, I think today was the first day that he didn't have a play that was jaw dropping. Like every other day that I've been there, he's had a massive interception or a huge knockdown or just good coverage and for a rookie, like he's really, really standing out to me. And, and, um, so I, I wanted to give him a shout out for sure. Uh, Lightborn still continues to impress. I know he wasn't kicking as much today and maybe needed a little day for, for the leg, but, but he, his... what did all the holds on field goals? Yeah, right. And so still like he's, he's blasting those kicks. So I, I, I'm excited about him. And Hutchins is keeping a pretty good pace with him, so they're there. It's a good, good battle right there. Um, and then the other one that uh, uh, Charles Nelson, that we uh, you know match game as we talked yep. about uh, last week, uh, still still impressing as well. Uh, and then a new one um, in Caron seventy one or Caron or Caron Ashley. Um, he just came in on Thursday, I believe it was. Yeah. And, um, but man, that, that kid is standing out quickly. (laughs) He's got a lot of speed, uh, and he's definitely catching some of those, uh, those tough ones downfield. So, uh, and he was out after practice, uh, taking extra reps with Arbuckle. So, um, Mm -hmm. again, like you said, Kayla, those guys that are putting in the extra effort to learn and learn together, um, is really, really good. So, um, 
Man, I want to know they're... who the other two are. The other two? Oh, the other two that are out there? Ra- yeah, 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 I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm not sure I couldn't figure them out. But um, Anyone knows, pop it in. Yeah, please do. Um, it was... Um, so there's there's a ton of candidates for the Jimmy Gaines Award <laughs> this year. We'll so, see you next week. Uh, next week, Paul will join us because uh, he will have more training camp this week, and then he'll be able to get a good. Well, we hope we have continued training camp this week, uh, and then he'll be able to get some uh, more information, and we will pick. Uh, I know he does have a front runner at this moment, but we'll hold off on that until we Ooh. we get to next week. So uh, it's going to be good. Uh, Darrell Walker doing much more Darrell Walker things yeah. this particular uh, week. It's look good. Um, as the week has gone on, he's got better and better. Um, yeah. And and I would I would say the exact same thing about Nick Arbuckle. It mm-hmm. went from him and Cornelius were kind of hand in hand, and late in the week, I would say that Nick has separated himself. He's really yeah, not a great well, not a great day for. Uh... Uh, Cornelius today, I thought. A um, yeah. lot of overthrows, a couple of interceptions, um, just some throws that he wasn't certainly uh, lined up with a receiver, whether the receiver's running the wrong route or, uh, you know, it was an option and the receiver ran one way and he threw the other way. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was, like I said, not his greatest day. No, no, definitely mm-hmm. not. Uh, like today, I, I would say it was Arbuckle and Ford that really stood out. Um, yeah, Loxley had some good plays as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, he did have he did have the one big bomb to Vanderbilt, yeah. which was really nice. Yeah, that's yeah. that's true. That's true. Um, so scheduling on the weekend was a bit tough. Uh, I understand they they have some players that were nicked up. They were hoping to do a uh, a mock game, uh, scrapped that for a lighter practice and then some right. cool time, um, and uh, and then I was I was under the impression that. Sunday was going to be a light day, but then they moved it to 12 o'clock last minute, and then it was a full day, and so I missed that one, which was a little bit frustrating. And then uh, today was kind of back to normal, but they were done at 11.30 instead of noon. So um, it's kind of bouncing a little bit there. And I know when you start to get some, you know, at the end of that first week and guys are starting to get dinged up and and you don't want to you know, hurt guys before they even got to the first preseason right. game. So um, hopefully this week will be a little bit uh, better. I know, I know the O-line in particular has taken a, a bit of a beating this week. So, um, so no mock game, but today they did have, you know, a, a kind of a, a more of a scrimmage type setting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was great to see um, the referees were there, which was uh, kind of nice sort of, working with the coaches and the players on, you know, what's allowed, what's not allowed, especially some of those newer players that are coming up that maybe the Canadian rules aren't quite as familiar. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was great just to see them. Uh, sometimes it was just the offense going and running through the reps, and sometimes they were going against the defense, and the defense is looking fast. Yeah, yeah, the the defense absolutely looks like a Chris Jones defense. Yeah, <laughs> no very physical, very fast. Yep, exactly. And some guy who has no idea what leg day is on the corner. Yeah, Javante <laughs> Dean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Our, our, did you say we were just going to call him leg day from here on? Is that what's well, the you know. Yeah. Because yeah, he does kind of look like an antelope. That's for sure. There's some that's thin, true. like, the, the, he goes He's got fast. got some speed, though. though. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 It goes fast when you got those legs. Um, I shouldn't say anything I understand, but it's just, to me, that was a funny joke. So I'm going to continue yeah. on with it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 
All right, super fan. Before we get to some uh, questions from uh, from people out in the YouTube's world, uh, would you like to do some hoard and tell for us? Uh, sure. So, um, a couple of things. Uh, first off, is sort of the newest addition to my collection. I've been, uh, as people can see behind me, I've got some team signed footballs there, and I try to get one from every year. And last year was a really tough one to get. But uh, in speaking with the club, I did a bit of work for them, and in thank you, they presented me with this. So this Ooh, was quite nice. Uh, team sign ball from the 2021 team. Normally these used to be silver, and now they've moved to this sort of white panels, which is great. Uh, quite a few signatures, and there's a little blank spot there for some more. So I'm going to go through the numbers and see who's on there and who isn't, and maybe see if I can get some new ones added to it, which is great. Awesome. And the second I see thing, right in the uh, middle of the ball is who? Yes, That's exactly. Nice. You can see a little number 12 there. There he <laughs> yeah. is. Mr. It's a Jones. good thing there's the number 12 uh, there. Otherwise, he should just sign it. Who? Yeah, yeah I was going to say it might as well be. They can all say who. Yeah. I mean, apparently this says 57. And if you can make David Beard out of that, you know, power to you. <laughs> um, I have no idea how you're going to get that. Uh, I mean, some of them have great signatures. Nobody has a signature like Marco Zincar did back in the day, but, you yeah, know, who could? Right. It was beautiful. Waddell Smith, yeah. Uh, yeah. The other thing is, uh, many people know, um, I've been helping out um, disperse some football items that uh, once belonged to uh, Brian Edwards and Linda Wood Edwards. Um, and I've been sort of remiss in that, so I'm kind of getting back into that again. Uh, and one of the things I like to show is a beautiful piece, uh, similar to the exact same thing I have in my collection and would look good in anybody's uh, football room or house where they want to represent that they're fans of football in Edmonton. And that is this beauty. Now, this is going to be a little heavy, but I'll see what I can do. There we go. Can you see that? Oh, beautiful. So this is a late 70s, early 80s, uh, I guess you'd call it like a Tiffany lamp. Mm -hmm. Absolutely gorgeous. Very hard to find. Now, this one does have a cracked panel. Let's see if I can find it. There we go. So there's a little cracked one here. It's still intact, however. Um, but I just stick mine in the corner so nobody would ever notice anyway. Uh, comes with a, a light you can put in there. Uh, just absolutely gorgeous piece. And again, very, very difficult to track down. So if anyone is interested in something like that, uh, or maybe anything else, just let me know. And uh, maybe we can make something happen. I'm going to be having more stuff coming out in the coming weeks. Uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, there's some beautiful pieces and some great memories of, of Brian and Linda. Um, yeah, just I don't think you can say much more than that. Nope, sure can't. That that is fantastic, and anything we can do to support them is amazing. And that uh, that piece is is hands down one of the yeah. Well, it's, it's right above my head right now, so with mine. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, you gotta gotta, gotta love that. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we get to uh, our last topic, uh, let's let's talk about. Uh, let's see if there's a is there a couple of questions from the YouTube uh, group that we want to deal there with. There is a lot of chat. Awesome. That's good. So let's kind of get through it here. Um, let's see. Uh, Tim Capper, uh, of course, uh, our friend from the Alouettes flight deck, yes. says, "I do not think there will be another strike. I think camps will continue as is." Uh, actually, he and Cliffy D are driving back from Trois-Rivières, where they were at camp today right now. So uh, that's great. Um, I certainly hope that's true. He also says a lockout will not happen. Um, he talked to a few people today after the Al scrimmage. Besides, a lockout would be a nail in the coffin. And then he says uh, that he, we, he and I were talking off air, but you should have seen the look of shock on the faces of Vernon Adams Jr. and Gino when I told them res the results of the CBA vote. Interesting. Yeah, so they just 
I mean, again, they are both Americans, yep. and it sounds like the majority of the people voting against it were Canadians, again, because of that's why we're assuming it's the ratio, uh, but we'll see. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. Good, uh, good insiders there, Capper, as per usual. Absolutely. And great pictures from their camp, too. They yeah. were Actually, it was funny because they were still playing their their evening late. Yeah. game today and after they, they still didn't have a cba and they're still mm-hmm. so it's interesting but uh but yeah it's it's cool i i do love that i'm seeing pictures from camps across the league like that mm-hmm. that made me happy i even liked andrea's picture where she posted quaku in red black jersey i yeah. even liked it even though she woke up on shows violence yeah still did yeah exactly uh, thanks a lot jerry cooper is asking <laughs> has gavin cobb any reps at kick returning uh we have seen him take them mostly just fielding uh, uh punts and kicks um so lots of practice where they would just sort of stand in place and have the ball come to them some they'd run to where the ball would be that kind of thing um uh, lots of stuff with the jug machine. One of the yep. interesting things I noticed yesterday and a bit later on today was uh, normally the jugs machine, it's two spinning tires that fire a ball, you know, 50 yards, uh, usually simulating punts and kicks. But yesterday and a bit today, they decided to uh, tilt it a bit this way and fire it at uh, receivers uh, as close as eight yards away. <laughs> so these yep. things were coming in hot. So, yeah, just sort of simulating that uh, Taylor Cornelius uh uh, corn dog hot. Yeah, yeah, corn dog hot. Corn dog hot. That could be a new thing. We can, <laughs> that sounds we like something completely that. different. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah. So that was kind of <laughs> nice. Good thinking. This is a video podcast. That was a great facial expression. That was great. Um, what else we got in here? Uh, Walker. This is from Ken Ludwig. Uh, Walker had a slow start, but he's starting to look more like the player we're used to seeing. So he's just reiterating that. Uh, scout from the Elks herd. He's going to pray we get a game on Friday. That's for sure. <laughs> Aren't yeah. we all? So and hey, we got to meet Scout this week. Or I, I don't know if you've met him before, but I hadn't met him before. So yeah, that was exactly. Awesome. It's the first a, time for me as well. It's a great chance, a chance to, to kind of chat, hang out, which was which was very cool outside of the uh, field house there. So that was yeah, on uh, Thursday. Yeah, exactly. Nothing like trying to look through Tony Washington to watch what's going on in the field. It's like they didn't care. Yeah, Tony. <laughs> like they're focused on getting a job. Come weird. on, Tony. I love you. Get the hell out of the way. No, yep. I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway. And the last oh, hey, one in here. I forgot the most exciting part of Thursday. I got to meet Sergio. It's true. Oh, it's the so awesome. saxophone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he heard me do that, too, which was hilarious. Anyway. Yeah, even better. Uh, Coach Vic is saying, after a full week of practice, are you guys seeing a Chris Jones defense and team showing up? And I think we've kind of covered that. Yeah, we definitely are. You can definitely see the difference. I mean, we talked about it last week. The the pace of camp is absolutely intense compared to either of, well, we didn't really get a chance to see Jamie Elizondo's uh, right. camps, but uh, yeah, compared to Jason Moss, which is odd how concerning how fiery he is in, in personality, just to see that little laid back and um, just the fact that they'd be run that double barrel where they've yeah. got, uh, you know, two full lines going and it's like one takes a rep, but then while they're gathering, the other one takes a rep and there's back and forth and it's, mm-hmm. yeah, when you're getting a hundred reps a day, that's not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. And it's exciting yeah. to watch. And I think you already said this, Mike, but that defense, my goodness, even in just the scrimmage, they're coming from everywhere. <laughs> and yeah. uh, the quarterbacks that can get the ball out, oh, they've already, you know, succeeded for that play. It, whether they connected or not, they got the ball out before they got eaten alive. That's 
pretty much uh, a good step. So it is yeah. precisely what we want to see on the defensive side of the ball for sure. Hundred percent. Yes. All right. That's lovely. We'll get to some more in uh, the YouTube chats there in overtime. Uh, for now, let's get to our next topic. And our next topic is some news from the Elks uh, as we they revealed right. a brand new jersey and uniform, which is yep. uh, very exciting. Um, well, more exciting maybe for some people than others. But um, let, let's let's go around the room. Uh, let, I started with Kayla last time. So, Mike, you start this time. What would you like to know? Well, what did you think? <laughs> um, I'm just it loading it up for you. Wait a <laughs> Do you it want me to go first? Because I can totally oh, go first if you'd rather. <laughs> that's all good. Um, so I'm sure most people now have seen the new uniforms. I thought there were some, certainly some good parts to the uniform. My biggest problem was we had this beautiful helmet reveal coming up. The EEs were back. And then we get the uniforms, and they don't seem to really match. Nothing on the uniform matches with the helmet and vice versa. And that's because, as we found out and has been said on Twitter, um, the uniforms were designed by the previous administration. And because Mm. they wanted to save money and economy of scale, bought a whole bunch of them and a whole bunch of number and letter kit. So this is why we have the white numbers, which I know a lot of people are quite shall we say down on um, and what? instead of the gold numbers, all people were like, well, if we just had the gold, there were some great parts of the uniform. Uh, Linda was pointing out on Twitter when she had uh, someone <laughs> not quite yeah, understanding yeah. that the uh, word mark on the front where it says Elks was actually in a silver thread. So it kind of sort of reflected the light really nice. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, they had that part. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. They had the uh, antler football on each sleeve with the, uh, stripes, which looked like, I mean, the stripes looked like EE, which I thought was really quite cool. Uh, the antlers, uh, you know, I can take or leave. I don't really think it fits, especially now with the new helmet. Uh, I think it's a better secondary logo. I didn't mind it on the pants as much, but again, you need some sort of cohesiveness to it also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I, I said if it would have had gold numbers, I might've given it a seven. Uh, or maybe a seven and a half, um, because again, not really that cohesive, but it's green and gold, so we gotta love it. Um, and uh, with the you know white numbers, I I sort of gave it a, a six. All right, cool. Kayla, what's your impressions? I mean, yeah, it's fine. I like it. I I'm not like the helmet where I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, sure. But I love the the striping here. Mm-hmm. That hasn't changed. Even when they did the the little sneak peek, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah, when they I turn sideways, that. you can see stripes on each side. It's EE yeah. or when it's front, EE. I have a question. The Elks that's here, though, is that more like a like an iron-on plastic or is that like a badge? Like a well, it's embroidered. In. It's is it embroidered? Because yep. when I looked at the picture, it did not look like that, and it looked kind of cheap. Oh, so. No. In person, yeah. I need to see it in person. That might yeah. help. Because the photos, I was like, yeah, it's, it's okay. But I understand, like, the concept behind it, why they had to they had to do it was because of the administration from last term. So, good times. But there's always a solution, friends. If you want the, if you want the gold, just, you know, get uh, paint for the clothes or something. Or glue and sparkles. You just... It can happen. Mm-hmm. Mod Podge, seal it Speaking up. Speaking Leanne's language. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. There's Michaels always is way... happy to provide. <laughs> exactly. You can always make it your own, but um, 
I'll stick to my jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know what? I, I and I I'm the same, and and I think maybe part of it. I, I think Mike, I was saying this to you. I think maybe I just have a little PTSD from last year and it's like I and seeing that where it, there there was no EE and there was no gold numbers and it's just like I, I maybe it just cool. really got under down, my skin still the same like yeah. it, it it what's that and from the neck down it still is that way it, right and so I I I I really reacted to it actually which I, I didn't think I would I overreacted to it to be terribly honest um but once I had some time to think about it and I did, I did post this out is that, you know, I, I think I, I do like the striping on the arms. I do yep. like the way that that looks. And There's I like, good you said, things. Like, I like mm-hmm. the EE part and I like how clean it is. Like there isn't mm-hmm. a bunch of extra stuff on there. Like I yeah. like that um, on the green Jersey. I do like that. The Elks is in silver um, yep. and, and on the white, I like that. It's bigger. Actually. I like it makes it pop. Yep. It stands out a bit. Um, but I, I've, I don't know. Just white numbers is not my team. My every exactly. other thing that I have has gold numbers or green numbers on a white back. So uh, I will definitely look at an away jersey. But in, until unless I could find somebody who can do the gold numbers, because somebody Which did there a is, yeah. and I can't remember who did yeah. it, but somebody did a mock up where it had the the jersey with the the silver green or sorry the green and the silver writing and then they put yep. gold numbers on it i'm like oh my god if they'd have done that i'd have bought one that day i it, like it looks beautiful and again but, victor Kiwi did say that if you know he had his way that's maybe what it would direction right. would have gone but again yeah. this wasn't his mm-hmm. call so we've yeah. got to use up the numbers and and exactly. letter kits that we already have and once we do then we can look at who knows maybe three years down the road or four years it'll be a, we'll switch it over we'll see yeah um, exactly. and when that happens yeah. it'll be we we will have a, a huge party because we're all buying new jerseys. Well, <laughs> in the meantime, you can always just get an away jersey, right? You can get a white jersey with the green. Likely. And and if a certain someone makes the team, I will likely get that away jersey. And that, I haven't so, had an away jersey for a long time. Although We should ask people watching as well, if you were going to get a jersey right now, what name and number would you have on the back? That's fair. All right. And let's go around our table right now. Kamish, as of today, if you had to pick one, I think I know what the answer is, but if you had to pick one, what jersey would you get? Obviously, it's got to be two. I can't go away from the two, right? So (laughs) if I had to, it would be Trey Ford just simply on the fact that he's wearing two. But, you know, I don't put names on my back very often. So, yeah. Okay. We'll see. We'll see, though. We'll see. I still don't have a Stamps jersey, so I still got to get one of those before I get a, a oh. Trey Ford jersey. <laughs> I got confused for a second. I'm like, a what? Oh. No, no. Fred. Pish. Fred. Fred. <laughs> I still have to get a Stamps jersey. Pardon? How yeah. are you on this? Kayla disconnected from team. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, super fan, what, if you were picking one right now, what are you going for? This is a tough one for sure. Um, I've also been told I need to be careful because every time I get a yeah. jersey for someone, they disappear from the team. Again, the last one I got was Kwaku, and he was here for another three years. So three okay. seasons, four years. Um, so, you know, what can you do? Um, some of the people I talked about earlier, uh, Cobb, I think would be interesting. I tend to not like to get the the stars, right? I don't mm-hmm. like to necessarily get the starting running back, the flash wide receiver, the quarterback, the middle linebacker. I get the outside linebackers or defensive offensive linemen, that kind of thing. So um 
which is why when I got my jersey, I I got a jersey of an offensive lineman who's not here anymore. Um, <laughs> and and a you know and a cornerback or a defensive halfback or whatever. Um, so yeah, who knows? I would probably go with either Gavin Cobb. I really like the way he's mm-hmm. been playing, uh, or maybe a Thomas Costigan because it's a guy I think that's going to do really great things and maybe get on that train early. Awesome. Um, all right. If I had to pick right now, I mean, it's a gimme. It's a gimme. If Hoskins makes the team, that's the one that I get. Like, it's not even, not even a, there's not even a question there. That's, that's who it is. Um, but if, if not, uh, I think I'm going to go DQ. I think I'd get a DeQuillen. Uh, I have, I, I have never had a 39, even though I was a big Willie Plus fan, I don't. but, yeah. uh, I, I would, uh, yeah, I think that would be the one to be up on my list right about now. So if we could one. go back in time, I'd get a Bryant Mitchell. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Yeah. Talk to Ken Litwig about his helmet. Um, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. He has the helmet. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's rookie. <laughs> I think it's what? rookie helmet. Yes. <gasps> I know. That's cool. <laughs> it is. That, that's cool, she says, with the the thickest envy I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Fine. Jerry Cooper says three or four years, the way Jones turns over rosters will probably be like a year or two for those numbers to be used up. <laughs> that's that's a fair point. That's, fair. that's true, but we're talking for the you know the fan jerseys. We'll see. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, the other news that uh, we didn't talk about at the beginning, um, Elks do release Tavon Smith. Bit of a surprise yep. on that one. Yeah. Uh, he does end up signing uh, back with Kwaku in Ottawa. So uh, he'll be great out there. But we did have Canadian receivers that have really stepped up. Um, and we've talked yeah. about almost all of them. Shy Ross is one uh, that we hadn't talked about yet. But Danny Vandervoort, Gavin Cobb, <laughs> um, you know, they're they're number 12. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Uh, there they, it is. They're all. I Chris Osikusi was getting a lot of reps as well. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So, so we're really we're seeing seeing that step up for sure. So that's yeah. so that's a good thing. Uh, and we already did talk about some of these signings. Um, uh, Karan Ashley, um, Batty is in at a running back position. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dominic Davis as a running back and or a, sorry, a receiver and a returner, um, which yep. I've been seeing him doing quite a bit of that. A lot of reps. Yep. Yeah, Rashawn Simonize, um, and Sonye, I think is how you say it. I'm not entirely sure, but he's a DB as well. So we'll have to see how that uh, how those guys go. So um, trying to think who else was we got uh, defensive lineman. Did we get a defensive lineman? Uh, oh, we signed Marabre. Uh, um, yes, Marabre. Yes, we did bring right. him in as well. Yeah, right, because he was wearing the red shoes today. I thought they were orange. Nope, definitely. Oh, orange. God. Here we go. All right. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, oh. you can ask us when we're standing by our vehicles. Okay. <laughs> oh, my. This this is always fun, right? Anyway, uh, this episode is also brought to you by the Well-Endowed Podcast by the Edmonton Community Foundation, hosted by Andrew Paul and Elizabeth Bonkink and produced by Lisa Pruden. The podcast explores the impact of passionate people who are working to make Edmonton a strong, vibrant city to live in. The Edmonton Community Foundation helps people create endowment funds, and the podcast tells the stories of how those endowment endowments intersect with the community. Subscribe at thewellendowedpodcast.com. That's thewellendowedpodcast.com. 
our uh, our APN plug this week too is going to go to Glass Bookshop Radio. Um, it's conversations with interesting writers, publishers, and readers, and produced by the Edmonton's Glass Bookshop. And you can find all those and all the other great shows at the Alberta Podcast Network dot com. I do it now just to see if I make Mike laugh every time I do that. Every time. I love it. I love it. It's wonderful. Uh, Well, this is a fun show. We're going to stick around for some overtime for uh, lots of good laughs and things. But um, for those of you who are in uh, the downloaded version, thank you very much again for downloading and make sure that you're sharing the uh, link to everyone so that we can grow our chats uh, and grow the huddle on as we talk about the Edmonton Elks and the CFL. Want to make sure we do a shout out to Pay It Forward with football uh, because, again, they're doing everything to spread kindness and I can't do any better than that. And I know they got a bunch of uh, tickets to the preseason game uh, donated to them. So that's awesome. I'm so glad to hear that there's more people that are going to be going to that. So... Uh, where do they find all of us to continue the chats? Uh, let's start with you, super fan Mike. You can find me at 56 Parkies and then uh, uh, sort of pictures from the horde and tales from the history at the Edmonton Football History site on Twitter at EDM H I S T O R E. Ooh, tales from the history. That sounds like a new sure. segment. It's wonderful. Oh, yes. <laughs> and Commissioner Kayla, where does everybody find you? At Duchess Lombardi on Twitter. Perfect. And you can find Free Pelicious and, of course, the show at the Turf District. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and I, ooh, I was going to say IG again. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. There we go. Got them all. There we go. <laughs> Took me a second. They're all there. Uh, join us there for the conversations. I swear to God, I can discuss the better things on there that I can on the podcast, which is like something. <laughs> Um, I do want to uh, send a, a quick thanks out to the Elks as well. Um, they have told us they're going to partner with us a bit uh, in being able to get us some content for the show. Uh, we have some really cool ideas for once our games start this year. So um, I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm hoping that uh, it'll help even make this experience even more fun as we're as we're chatting about stuff. So uh, thanks for that, guys. And uh, we're looking forward to doing more with the team this year for sure. Um, stick around if you're on uh, YouTube for overtime as we get to the chat. Uh, otherwise, we will be back next week to talk about hopefully the first preseason game that happens uh, this coming Friday against Winnipeg. Uh, I want to see some guys. What do you guys think? Will Trey Ford start that game? That's a good question. Ooh, should we do an over and under? Let's do an let's let's do an over. Ooh, we haven't done okay. a, we haven't done a prop bet forever. Is okay. Trey Ford does he start? Yes or no? Duchess, go. Yay! But just because yay? I want it, so yeah. Okay, super fan. Ooh, this is a tough one. I think they are going to start with the rookies, and so that means you've really just got two. Baudry hasn't been taking nearly as many snaps. Right. So if that's the case, you're looking at Sir Kai of Loxley or Trey Ford, and I think, yeah, I think we're going to see what Trey Ford can do. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go, yeah, too. I mean, I know that's not as exciting as we'd like, but I think he, yeah, I think he may start. It's either going to be him or they, uh, they could put Cornelius in to start, just like for a quarter see what happens and then bring in Ford and the rookies afterwards, which has happened before. But, but I, I think, I think Trey Ford starts. That's my, uh, that's my excitement part. So, um, all right. Well, 
Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, stick on for overtime or again, join us next week for Commissioner Kayla and Superfan Mike. I'm Andrew. Remember, you can't catch footballs with your face and we will absolutely talk to you in next week or a couple of minutes. <laughs> you know, one of those. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.